0: It is Gary on Guns. I am your host, your equal opportunity annoyer, and I am pleased to tell you that Jordan and Brian are in from Powderhorn Guns and Archery. We've got show and tell coming up here in a second, but Kevin's been hanging on for several minutes, and I've got to find out what's on his mind. If you want to contact us, the toll-free number is 800-529-5572, or go to GaryNolan.com, send us a message. It will pop up in studio. Kevin, what's on your mind? So, um, I was in uh, the Army 40 years ago, and I think the Army doesn't believe that an M16 is an assault rifle because they taught me to to shoot it fully automatic on my shoulder. Oh, I really don't think that, that even an M16 would qualify then as an assault weapon. Come on, Kevin. What, what would the Army know about that? Well, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure they've been around a lot longer than left is. You have a great day, guys. <laughs> Thank Take you. Take care, Kevin. Glad to have you on uh, Gary on guns. I'm going to start off with what looks to me like the perfect carry, uh, firearm uh, concealed carry in show and tell this morning. And I, I think that Jordan brought it in just for me. <laughs> it's the Kimber 10-millimeter oh my god is that neat it
1: really is and it feels a little different than most 1911's so this is the uh, Kimber um, camp guard I think is what they call it because they have a camp guard and they have a home guard uh, which is just a smaller version and a 9mm but it does have this rounded off you can kind of see at the bottom it's kind of a rounded off a grip uh, a non-typical 1911 style that several Kimbers have it uh, where the back of the grip is kind of rounded off and it's amazing how much more comfortable that makes and uh That it'll fit a few more hand styles. Is this wood? Is this grip wood? Yeah, yeah, it's a cherry wood. Um, Beautiful. I mean, it it, it really is a beautiful gun. Yeah, this one's carved. This is a used one. It's a Rocky Mountain Elk uh, Federation one. So someone at a banquet won this or bid on this or whatever, and then we bought it used from them. Um, Because I think this is a thirteen ninety five is MSRP on these. We've got it for a thousand ninety nine. Um, and it's a, it's, it's a 10 millimeter, so that's been a really any cartridges. scratches on this at all. This looks no, like brand new. It it didn't get holstered, it didn't get if it got shot, it got shot a few times. But I, I believe the person said they didn't shoot it, so yeah, it's it's it is as new as you can get without it being technically new. Um, great, great gun. 10 millimeters pretty much replaced 40 cal, um, and a little bit on the 45, even those. Those cartridges do have other benefits, uh, but the 10-millimeter has really stepped up and taken over for 40-cal for 100%. And uh, it, it's a great cartridge. It's just got more energy than the 9. It's obviously a little bit bigger, about a millimeter, uh, than the
0: 9-millimeter. Uh, <laughs> give or <laughs> take. Yeah, His give or take. this isn't suffering anyway. <laughs> can you uh, shoot that gun from the waist? It, yes, I'm sir. I'm just you, wondering.
1: You, yes, sir, you can. Yes, okay, sir. It could right. be the Kimber assault rifle. You never know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But uh, but it has all the features of the 1911, and Kimber makes good stuff. Um, Kimber really does still make good stuff. Um, they, their old stuff is probably better. It's more hand-done, uh, but the new stuff is still high-quality stuff. It has a good trigger, good reset, all the features of a 1911 that everybody's used to. Um, um, so, yeah, just, just just an awesome gun. And uh, I think this one comes with, I want to say it comes with a box in one magazine. So we still got it as
0: new um, as it was. We, it just happens to be a used gun. I, I think you are purposely doing this to me, bringing in that uh, that gun. Man, does that, is that neat. And I've got a sweet browning safe that this would go into and fit uh-huh. perfectly in your house. You're really looking to break the bank for me, aren't you? <laughs> uh, next thing you know, you'll be calling my bride and telling her these are available. Go buy them. I've already texted. It's fine. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> Springfield Armory, Echelon. Yeah, give me some. This is really a good price, 629
1: Yeah, this is a new gun. Um, this is a, meaning this is a new model. Uh, as we were talking about new models the other day. Springfield, it's been a while for Springfield. Now, they had the Hellcat and some of the smaller guns they'd come out with. But the XD line has pretty much been it for the better part of Fifteen years,
2: maybe, even uh,
1: 20. yeah, maybe even twenty, um, and they came out with something different because they had lost some market share. A- at least in our eyes, and all of our stores, the XD had uh, become a less popular option, um, and sometimes not for any particular reason. It just was it, it was old. Uh, a lot of the other gun companies have just done a lot of other things, so it's Echelon's neat. What Springfield did is they kind of followed suit and made this what they call a modular firearm. So the fire control group, the trigger. Uh, is serialized and it pulls out and that's your gun. So it quickly, they say in under two minutes, you can disassemble this gun, pull out the trigger group. And then you can put that trigger group into any other um, frame um, that you want to. And uh, and then utilize that. That's become popular with the SIG P320. Um, that's kind of known for being able to drop it in and out. And you can have different frame styles for different things. Or if you decide you want to trade, trade one in, um, you, you can do it really, really quick. So that's kind of what it was built on. Totally different than all the other Springfields, no tang, sa- no tang safety, um, totally different style of slide, uh, a lot more um, cutouts in the slide that make it better. And then their other big selling point on this is their RMR system. So for being able to put a holographic site on top, it'll direct fit in their words, 35 different uh, sites uh, because of how they've made the cutout. And this is a big deal. The RMR sites are sweet. They're cool. The holographic sites, um, big, big-time stuff right now, very hard to match up. Um, the, they come with plates, and the manufacturer sends plates, and the 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 site manufacturer sends plates. Sometimes sometimes you have to go buy plates third-party, and it is, it's a chore. For a long time, half of the time, even though they said they would fit, they wouldn't. We'd have to get a file out, a grinder out it was complicated so this they've done a lot of work to this to make it fit a lot more sites um we've only mounted one we've only mounted one and it mounted just as it should so i don't have enough experience to know whether they're just blowing smoke or whether it's really going to work but it seems like it's going to work a lot better so if you want to put an rmr hopefully the other companies will be leaning towards a, a design like this um, because putting a rmr site on a handgun it's a process it's a it's a process um, so it, it's really cool for that. Um, it feels more uh, thin and
0: and uh, uh, easier to manipulate than the XD does. So re- and, really cool. And it's got a nice rail on the bottom, so you can yep. add accoutrements to it. That's it right. Is a neat gun. Yep. Uh, I like Springfield. I I had an XD uh, yep. for years, and it was just dependable. It yep. never failed me. No. Quality,
1: quality firearm. So this echelon, it's it's, it's fairly new. Um, so this will be interesting to see how it goes along. It does have the front night sight, a uh, rear barrel sight. Um, so yeah, I, I think this is a this is a vast improvement to get the Springfield line more close to what everybody else is buying these days. Not, not that there's anything wrong with the XD. It's just this tends to be a more popular outfit now. And do
0: do you have more than one? Or is this <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> of course
0: not. <laughs> so, so I believe this, this is the last you gotta, one. Uh, yeah, if you, yep. if you want this, you got to get there right away. <laughs> That's right. All right, we are up against the clock. We're going to come back with more show and tell from Powderhorn Guns and Archery on Gary on Gun. Welcome, and before I go on with the show and tell with the guys from Powderhorn Guns and Archery, I got a message from Michael. He said he's trying to find a Canik 9mm. Do you have any opinion on them? And can you help find one or get one? Uh, so I'll I'll turn this over to Jordan. What what is your opinion of the Canic Nine?
1: Well, let me say yes. We can get them. I think we actually have them at several of our locations. I I see them all the time. Uh, I had one. I I had I bought one for my daughter. Um, it was one of their longer, longer slide. I think it was That's like, easy for you to say. But yeah, right. Uh, I've been around you too long, Gary. I can't talk anymore. Um, so. <laughs> It has like a five and a half inch slide. It was their T9 and then some letters after that uh, had a uh, uh, RMR on top of it. It it was a nice gun. I did not keep it very long because the kids could not shoot it. Um, It has a fairly light recoil spring, which means if you do any type of limp resting, it has malfunctions. Now, as an adult, I had zero issues with it. My daughter had the most issues. And she shot my other guns, but it was just testy enough um that uh she she was getting some malfunctions with it. Um I never did, most adults never do. My son didn't, but my son's a lot bigger than my daughter now. Um so we never had any issues with it. But that's why I got rid of it because I kinda got it for her and it just didn't work out. But that's a weird that's a weird problem to have. So as long as you're a adult shooter that, that doesn't lip wrist, it's it was a great gun for the for the money. The trigger felt good. Uh the the, the workings of the gun felt good. It it was it was
0: I really liked it, and like you get a lot of gun for the money with your canics. And you've got uh, you carry them I, uh, at Powderhorn Guns and our,
1: Yeah, we usually have one or two in stock. Of course, I say that now, and we've sold them all. But uh, you know, just call over there at ten o'clock. But usually, the, those are a common thing that come and go. We can all off. I can't talk anymore. We can uh, we can order those for you new if you know exactly which one you want. Brian, call make- Larry
0: and see if we can get him on the show. He, at least you can, can at least talk. Uh, so uh, I'm surprised you didn't just uh, have your daughter do curls and, until she uh, had the the wrist strength of uh, Man Mountain Dean so she could shoot this thing. But it sounds like it's pretty easy to shoot. I have not yeah. fired one. But you really liked it, and yeah. I think that's a pretty good review.
1: Yeah. Uh, every time I pulled the trigger, it went bang. So
2: We ran one in Colorado Springs at a gun range out there, and uh, oh, we ran hundreds of rounds through one, and it performed flawlessly. I, I really liked it. It had, had a really nice ergonomic feel. Um, we shot it quite a bit. And yep. It's just a rental gun and had a blow. Uh, I would recommend.
0: And the prices on those th- firearms are really pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, with so. the...
1: RMR and everything set up on a kind of a tactical setup I think it was 599 or 625 something like that that I paid for that thing new so it was a,
0: it, it was good I felt yeah. like a lot of gun for the money I don't know how you can go wrong All right uh, let's go back to show and tell because you also brought in a Sig 9mm and a great price break on this too
1: Yeah this is a this is another used gun but not really used um no holster wear no nothing like that this is the 3 365 x Macro. So, the X is kind of their XL frame. So, if you're used to the P365, which is one of the guns I carry every day, um, it's just a little bit longer in the barrel and a little bit longer in the grip. The grip is slightly wider around. Um, The circumference is just a little bit bigger. And then this, with the macro, has the cutout for the RMRs that we keep talking about. And the SIG RMRs fit on this really, really well. And the SIG uh, sights are, are really good sights. So cool things about this gun, still super concealable because it's still a small gun. It still feels smaller than your other full-size guns, but this holds 17 plus one in a very small package. So you got 18 rounds of capacity uh, built into a a small package which is really nice, Um, easy to find holsters for. And since it's used but looks brand new, it's cheaper than new. Um, I think we got this one at 675 right now. And And it is a fantastic gun. This is one of the guns that's on my list. Because I don't have a concealable gun that I can put an RMR on, and I'm trying to start that a little bit and and work with those since that's the way the world is going. Um, but uh, this is one that's on my list for sure. But
0: wait, <laughs> there's more. Uh, this is uh, Carbon Fury. Yes. Yeah. This, is, this is neat. I love that uh, the markings on the
1: stock. Yeah, this is uh, by Fierce. So Fierce Firearms is it's a custom firearms company we've been handling for. Oh, ten or ten or more years now at the Powderhorn. Um, so Fierce makes really good uh, uh, firearms, and they're custom, high-end firearms. They're out of Utah. Um, everything's made in the well, they assemble everything in the U.S. The the Fury here, Carbon Fury, is a carbon fiber stock, carbon fiber barrel. So it's super lightweight. Um, this thing weighs almost nothing. If you're used to big, because this is a heavy barrel, used to big, heavy barrel guns and hauling them through the mountains, that sucks. Um, so this is a, having the carbon makes it so much lighter. They're using a Seiko action. So Seiko, people know that name. Uh, they also make the Tika firearms. So I'm a big proponent of Tikas and Seikos. Um, so a great three lug locking smooth action attached to the uh, fierce barrel. And their barrels are really known for maintaining their accuracy and not having a, too much of a step effect, um, even if you're shooting multiple rounds in fairly quick succession. Um, so a great, a great gun, beautiful gun. And, uh, you know, it's all carbon fiber, so it's not wood, but still has a really great look to it. Um, and then this one is equipped with, uh, rings and a beautiful Zeiss. Uh, I think it's a Conquest 4. Yeah. A Conquest V4 scope on it. So you're looking at a $3,000 gun with a thirteen to $1,400 scope on top of it. Uh, But what a great setup. The cool thing about these scopes is they have so much adjustability. These are long-range scopes made for these newer cartridges. This is a 6.5 PRC. And like my 6.8 Western and some of these new cartridges, what we've done is we've made them skinnier but longer so that they have as much weight or more weight than what we're used to in the three-zero eights and some of these old, what we call (laughs) old calibers. Um, they've made them longer and skinnier so it's your, your coefficient, your ballistic coefficient is better. In other words, you get less drop and less wind deflection at yardage and still maintain your muzzle velocity and or uh, foot pounds of impact at those longer ranges. It's just kind of where cartridges have gone. Um, and the 6.5 PRC is a really, really good cartridge for that. Um, and guys wanting to reload, there's a lot of information out there for, for reloading your own rounds. If something Hornady came up with, I think in 2017 they came up with this uh, this round. But this gun is a used gun. Still looks brand new. It is fantastic. Um, illuminated scope. It's got the good rings on it. Uh, it's It's got everything you need to to really get out west and start shooting. Um, of course, you can use it here, but, man, this is this is set up for some long-range, accurate
0: shooting. The scope is amazing.
1: Yeah, it really is. I, I've had Zeiss scopes before, and Zeiss is really known for their, their lenses. I mean, they're just super clear. Everything is great in them. And uh, there's more features here, because I'm not a big long-range guy. That's not me. I'm more of your handgun guy and shot the handguns. I like my rifles, but the whole joy of shooting it 300 or 500 yards and doing a less than one inch group that's never been my thing uh brian is way more into that and be able to talk about that kind of stuff but uh yeah this this scope is this is nice i have some nice scopes but i really like this one brian you do a lot of long range
0: you know hunting
2: long range for me uh, I, several of my rifles are set up for hunting out west where there are some longer range opportunities than we have in missouri and you know around here a long range shot while you're hunting deer is seventy five to a hundred and twenty yards, at least on all of our properties. They're they're too hilly and too many trees for really really long range. But out west, I have some rifles that I've set up for for really reaching out there, and I do love to play that game because it's a lot of fun. It's a it's a real challenge. You challenge yourself as as a shooter to be able to consistently make that trigger press and and deliver that bullet exactly where you want it to be. This firearm guarantees three quarter MOA, um, which is a three quarter inch group at a hundred yards. That's what they guarantee, uh, and that's with factory ammo, uh, which is that's unbelievable accuracy. Uh, just absolutely in, unbelievable accuracy, and it'll do better than that uh, once you've kind of become accustomed to it and learned how to shoot it. Uh, just phenomenal package. You know, the carbon fiber it does more than just reduce the weight it also is going to take the, the effects of nature out of the equation. Wood expands and contracts slightly with humidity changes, temperature changes, carbon fiber does not. And so you, that carbon fiber reduces the weight, it also adds to the accuracy. And uh, their barrels, their carbon fiber barrels, is a, it's a fierce thing where they've come up with their own proprietary way to even improve the accuracy of a steel rifle Barrel by adding the carbon, and uh, they're they're just incredible to shoot. It's so much fun.
0: You'd almost think that a carbon fiber barrel, it would heat up and and it would uh, not uh, not hold up like steel does. But apparently this does and does better
2: it, it does and it does better there is a a stainless steel core that, yeah. it, that carries the rifling and then the carbon fiber is then is then woven around that stainless steel core and the carbon fiber in it by itself is very very rigid it's incredibly tough and it has phenomenal heat dissipation characteristics so when a steel rifle after you know even five shots out of out of this particular cartridge would start to heat up this one will stay cooler and it'll even be cool to the touch.
0: Man, cannot go wrong. All right, all that is available at Powderhorn Guns and Archery. And if, uh, if you're interested in uh, some of these uh, firearms that are used, they're, they're like one of a kind. Uh, you got to get down there right at 10 o'clock, right? That's when you guys are opening <laughs> the right. doors.
1: Right at 10 o'clock. I don't know if we've mentioned this, but we also have really good deals on browning safes right now. Pushing the safe thing. Well, what we ended up with were scratch and dent safes. Um, So they have little scratches, and most of them don't have dents, but they have little scratches. And I do mean a lot of, some of them have bigger, but a lot of them have little scratches, no functionality problem, and they're priced half, 60% of what a brand new one is, still carries all the same warranty, still works all the same. I mean, it's. Who gives
0: a rodent's rectum if it's got a
1: scratch? There are a few people that put these like in living rooms and stuff. I would never be allowed to do that by my wife, but
0: yeah. There's good deals on that stuff right now. And my wife would probably make me sleep in the garage if she could get one to... <laughs> All right. Using your finger, index finger and thumb to pretend it's a gun can get you in trouble. <laughs> that story next on Gary and Gun. Hey, welcome. Glad to have you with us. I am your host, your equal opportunity lawyer, Powderhorn Guns and Archery on board with us. Jordan and Brian are in with us. And if you have a, a firearm it, it, with this inflation rate, the way it is, uh, times are pretty tough. Uh, I know that credit card rates, uh, the credit card debt is at a record, it's in excess of a trillion dollars. And if you've got a firearm that you're not using, you can turn that into cash. At Family Pawn, at least I think you can. Am I right about that, Brian?
2: Absolutely. You betcha. We we do it every day. Um, Firearms are amazing collateral. They're excellent property for anybody to own because they hold their values so well and uh they're they're easy for us to assess and determine a value that we can associate with it we'd be happy to to buy those firearms or um if you want to keep it but just a little strap for cash we can write you a cash loan uh in minutes and uh you'd be subject to filling out all the paperwork as if you were buying it when you come in to pick that gun up or redeem the pawn uh, which you're not obligated to do by the way you can let that pawn go and keep the money and we keep the gun and everybody's happy but uh if you do redeem the redeem the loan uh you have to fill out the paperwork again but uh most people find that does not be a problem
0: doing the next check thing yep all right i just thought i would throw that out there for anybody who's because it is tough i mean wages are not keeping up with inflation people are struggling and if the firearm is just sitting there you're not shooting it very often it's Something that you can uh, cash in with and pay your bills. Way to go! Who, when you were a kid, didn't play cops and robbers, cowboys and Indians, or army, uh, and and use your index finger and thumb to pretend you were shooting a gun?
2: Everybody,
0: everybody, Not every well, every guy anyway.
1: Sometimes from the hip.
0: That was an assault finger? <laughs> Sometimes two at a time. You sir. had an assault <laughs> finger? I'm so jealous when I was a kid, I didn't have an assault finger. My parents couldn't afford one. <laughs> uh, sorry, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> well, you're just you you're bragging now. You're just showing off. I know, off. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, this little six-year-old boy and his friend are playing at school. And they charged him with an infraction equivalent to... I guess, to a felony crime. The irony isn't lost on his parents that if he had intentionally hit, uh, kicked, uh, or punched a kid in the face, it would be a lesser infraction than using his index finger and thumb, which is what he did. On September 1st of this year, this six-year-old was playing cops and robbers during playtime with another student his friend. During the course of their play, the children reportedly extended their index fingers and thumbs and said, are you ready for this? Bang, bang. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh, in school. Uh, And they did this at each other. Yeah. Uh, Any rational person, the attorney for the family said would conclude that this was entirely normal, perfectly age appropriate play for two young boys. The activity was mutually engaged and enjoyed by the two young children. As reported by the school staff, their play didn't threaten any other students, didn't disrupt any class activities, didn't interfere with school function in any way. Nonetheless, this little six-year-old's fingers were reported to the school administration (laughs) whereupon the assistant principal at this elementary school, who apparently lacked the insight and judgment to see ordinary children's play for what it was immediately began a disciplinary process against the six-year-old. <laughs> are you kidding me? <laughs> Just really? Are you kidding me? Why would they even make up a rule like this? Why would they even go after a kid for doing this? Any, any rational idea, Jordan? What, rational? No, sir.
1: I mean, it's schools and I love some of my people that work in schools. But I will tell you, there's no, when something happens, nobody has a backbone anymore. Um, Nobody will stop and go, it's just kids, shut up. And that is, that's probably what we're missing uh, these days is, well, tough, tough. It's just kids, shut up, get on with your life. And uh, we we don't have that anymore. And I've experienced that here in these schools with my kids and pretty good people. I kind of like the people, but boy, when it comes push to shove. There's no, there's no backbone left in just telling people to, to get bent, go away, we don't need you. I haven't heard that in years. Right, that's the good stuff. But uh, yeah, that, that, I think that's our biggest biggest problem. But there's no reason. But they're scared. Schoolmen, oh, someone's going to sue us for this or that. And how did it become a complaint? How did it move up? Was a teacher afraid? Uh, was a parent uh, offended? You know, all these things happen. And, and instead of someone just saying, oh, tough, get over it, this is just kids playing back to, to here we are. We suspend six-year-olds and seven-year-olds for fighting and doing things that just shouldn't happen. I mean, they're kids. You smack them it's, and you go
0: on with life. They've, they've got a, uh, I've got a copy here of the article, the report from the elementary school, Description of Infraction Incident. Oh my God. Was using gun fingers to shoot at another student. <laughs> and they, they call this an article 322, and here's the, the, the definition. Threat Intimidation of Student. The offense consists of a threat to do serious bodily harm or violence to another student by word or act, cyberbullying or intimidation that may induce fear into another. Examples include a threat to kill, maim or inflict serious harm, threat to inflict harm involving the use of any weapon, explosive, firearm, knife uh, prohibited object, or other object which may be perceived by the individual being threatened as capable of, of inflicting bodily harm that's and it is the the most serious apparently the most serious um, infraction that you can have they went after this kid on that on those grounds his gun fingers didn't pose any perceived danger to anyone the kid that he was playing with wasn't terrified of bodily harm. I mean, maybe if he took the index finger and, like, poked it in his eye or something, there'd be a problem. They're six. If a six. And a six-year-old would not understand anything you just read.
1: And how can a six-year-old be guilty of, of of breaking a rule that there's zero chance if you read it to them they would be able to tell you to they, – they would be able to interpret that? There's a reason we don't try uh, children as adults. That's a silly rule to have. I get it when you get into high schools and things start getting more serious and things start happening. But six-year-olds, come on. Just <laughs> just <laughs> the, stop the, it. Stop the it. hubris
0: to say bang, bang. Yeah. I mean, oh, my word, you can't say that in school. If it had just been pew, pew. If that there's just gone pew, pew instead. Or maybe a suppressor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, now you've really gotten out of hand. <laughs> now you've really stepped it up. Now you're in, NA, in NFA items.
0: C- cross the line. <laughs> what if he had a, an arm brace? No, no. <laughs> oh, and a bump stock. <laughs> They'd be giving the kid the electric chair. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. What state was this? Uh, I, now I don't okay, know. All I, right. I got rid of the story.
2: I, I bet was it, a, it wasn't a small town. I was going to go with the coast somewhere,
0: but... There are, I think what the schools want to do is send a message to kids that all guns are evil. Yep. And if we let you play like you have a gun, then you may grow up thinking guns aren't evil. So we're going to stop this right here and now. You can't even pretend with an index finger and a thumb.
2: I think it ties in with zero zero tolerance policies when it comes to guns, and their zero tolerance means absolutely zero tolerance, uh, which it it sounds kind of okay, I suppose, until you get into a situation where you have to interpret something as these are kids playing uh, and not harming anybody, just pointing their finger with their thumb sticking up. Uh, Any rational person, reasonable person would interpret that, well, there's kids playing, no harm, no foul. But zero-tolerance policies say, well, that's an act of violence. We have to we have to go at it full bore.
1: Because What that administrator is going to say is, God, what if this kid in two years does something? It's going to come back on them, which it would. The parents and all the lawyers would sue the heck out of them. So they're going, hey, I think in my society I'm not protected by just saying, hey, kids, knock it off and go on with your lives. And so they want to protect themselves. They say, oh, well, just zero tolerance. So we're just going to everything that happens gets turned into a major police action. And it's, it, it, it works and it doesn't. It works for the six administrators that are on the school board
0: that come up with the rule. It doesn't work for anybody else. So, Mr. Hansen, if I use my index thing, finger and thumb like this, and I point it at Jordan for making fun of my age, uh-huh. will you report me to management? <laughs> Only if you do it from the waist. Okay, good. <laughs> and then, I'll say, uh, yeah, well, I'm going to call the FBI. Sir, right.
1: it's not usually your index finger. It is the other finger in the box.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Jordan, bang. <laughs> All right. Quick break. It's Gary on guns. Glad to have you with us. And uh, Jordan and Brian in from Potterhorn Guns and Archery and Family Pawn, frankly. Do either one of you guys have a molded leather holster? I have one left. I do not use it, but I have one. You don't use it? No, I have one. Uh, I've never had one. Every uh, all of my holsters are Kydex uh, except for a couple of pocket holsters for smaller pistols that are made out of uh, a kind of a cloth thing. Do you uh, do they distort after a time or smell or I mean cuz you get if you sweat don't and- keep them right, yes. So I
1: have like a, I've got several for my revolver um, and of course, I don't wear the revolver very often. That's more of a, a hunting thing. Um, and it does. If you keep it in a humid spot, it's you know, it's leather. It's a porous material, so just like cloth in a humid spot, it it will maintain water and mold and do things like that. Um, it will distort if you leave things on it, or don't leave a gun in it, or don't care for it. Like I had one, I think, set in my safe for 15 years because it was grandpa's. Right, so I, d- I didn't use it. Didn't fit me. I had the gun for it, but I just never used it. So I just left it hanging in there for about 15 years. And, of course, it dried out to the point because I kept my safe dry. So it was a bad place to keep that. Um, <laughs> so I keep the safe dry, and it just dried out. And it was just super hard. And we got it back, but it took a lot of work to get it back. So it, leather takes a little bit of care, just just a little bit.
2: I think you care for them kind of like a baseball glove. Uh, you know, you, you, you treat it like a baseball glove, and they'll last forever. Uh, but you can't let them dry out. And you don't carry them, what I'd call EDC or everyday carry. Uh, I, mine are on my, what I call barbecue guns. When you're going to go to a, a barbecue and you want to wear your nicest clothes, well, you're going to wear your nicest gun and you're going to have it in the nicest holster. And the <laughs> nicest looking holster I have is uh, this kind of a rose red color uh, leather holster. SIG 1911 fits in there real nice.
0: So it's really your Sunday go to meetin holster?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> By the way, we churched the, it up for Sundays. This yeah, <laughs> that uh, that uh, that safe you kept the uh, leather holster in was, was that a Browning? <laughs> Don't answer that, Brian.
2: <laughs> yes, it was a Browning. Yeah, yeah. There it is. <laughs> uh,
0: I, I just wanted to make sure, <laughs> and I'm gonna I'm gonna give you another chance to plug the safe deal because oh, yeah. first. There's this whole brouhaha about Liberty Safes and how they they give to Democrats in great numbers in the Obama administration. They're giving money to them, and then they give out the backdoor code to law enforcement without a warrant. They just ask. They give it to them so they can get into your safe. All kinds of reasons that I'm not crazy about Liberty Safes. But you guys have a scratch and kind of a scratch and dent sale on Browning
1: Safes. I- yeah, we brought in, I don't remember how many safes, maybe 25 total. I think we probably have 12 left. I, it, I don't remember how many we got left. Um, but they were, they're were they just ones that are scratched. They're in the warehouse. Something happens. Um, they get dent in them. A lot of times, you know, they move these things with forklifts, and a forklift uh, uh, bar goes down them and scratches them or puts a little dent in them. Completely functional. They don't sell anything that's not functional. Same warranty except for the finish warranty because, yeah, it probably has a scratch on it. And they're all a little bit different. But, I mean, those things are... I wish I could remember the price off the top of my head. I know we have a big one. That's one of the, what would be called the Fat Boy. Uh, it's it's the one of the widest that they make. And it's about five foot tall, beautiful cherry. Got some scratches and not not bad, but it's got some scratches on it. And I think that thing is priced at like 3500 And it's normally a almost $6,000 safe. Um, and it, it would hold a whole lot of guns. And we've got a bunch of 31 to f- 38 inch safes that are under $1,000 for a good fire-rated safe. So really good time to come grab those. That's kind of a one-time buy. About every three years, they do a sale like this. So we just happen to get in on this sale and get some delivered.
0: If you're looking for a safe, now would be the time Mm -hmm. uh, to, to go out and get this deal. This is a terrific deal. And the best way for the bad guys to get guns is to steal them. Because most of them couldn't pass a NICS check, and contrary to what the government want, or the Democrats want you to believe, there is no gun show loophole. Correct. So they steal them. So get us safe and keep the bad guys unarmed. And I've talked about this in the past. If you have a, a firearm and you're going into uh, the post office or some building where you're not allowed to carry... Get a locking cable for the seat stanchion of your car or get a safe that you can mount it permanently in the car. Keep your gun locked up and do not leave your car out on the street or exposed when you go home at night with a gun in there. Because the bad guys will find it. That's the biggest way is cars parked at
1: homes, not locked or locked, getting in and getting the guns. It... it, God, that's the worst thing in the world. Just try to get get good at going. Now with the the keyless starts that we have, I I even for a while for myself had to make myself do it. So I I taped my keyless car entry to my gun. That way, A, I wouldn't forget my gun at the house, and B, I couldn't leave it in the car because I couldn't lock my doors. So I just taped it on there, and I just carried it with my little key fob on it. Um,
0: You know, most of these cars have the folding mirrors so that when you remote lock it or when you lock the car, the mirrors fold in. I was reading a story a couple of months ago that uh, they were stealing a lot of these luxury cars and they knew which ones were locked and unlocked because the mirrors weren't folded in. (laughs) It's like putting a flag up and saying, for steal. Smartest dumb guys in the world. Isn't it amazing how clever they are? If they would just use that energy toward hard work, (laughs) there's just no telling where they would end up. Uh, Anyway, uh, very quickly, because we are fast running. What do we have left, uh, Brian, for time all right, so before I run out of time, I want to do this. I want uh, to go over the firearms that you brought here into the studio so that uh, listeners who, who are on the way right now to Powderhorn Guns and Archery can dig in.
1: So we've got the Kimber Camp Guard and the 10 millimeter 19 oh, frame. Oh, that is such a sweet gun. Pre- pretty I love good, that pretty good. We've got the Springfield Armory Echelon, the new one that uh, should take the holographic sights on top really, really well. Um, so that's that's exciting. Um, we've got the SIG P365 Macro X. So still small, but a little bit bigger and has the cutout so we can put a sight on top of it. And that's a used gun for a really good price. And then we have the Fierce Fury and a 6.5 PRC all carbon fiber for when you just want to
0: reach out there and touch the world. Wow. That, that, I mean, some incredible deals here. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap this up talking about. Revolvers, wheel guns. And I am curious, because Jordan deals with this all the time, what do you think is the best single-action revolver in your mind?
1: Single-action revolver? Yeah. I really like the Ubertis. Uh, I think Ubertis done a fantastic job on single-action revolvers. Um, their Cattleman's 1870 revolver its just a fantastic revolver, and their beautiful revolvers are the, uh, the Cowboy and Lawman series. Awesome, awesome guns.
0: And I assume that because I've I've talked to some of the other dealers in town, revolvers are kind of getting a, a surge, a comeback. Yeah,
1: yeah. We couldn't get them forever. Like they were the last things to come back when guns started to come back. So you you
0: have some built up uh, built up need, pent up desires. <laughs> I just I, I was surprised, and a, a good friend of mine who sometimes uh, hosts the program when I'm unavailable. Uh, Scott Van Kirk it has really turned into an aficionado. He just loves these revolvers. <laughs> Beautiful. All stuff. right. Powderhorn Guns and Archery, new store on the uh, south side. That's
2: What's right. Family Pawn, 4115 <laughs> South family, Providence.
0: Family Pawn, right. we got to run. Whatever it is in life that you want, go out and get it. Don't wait for the government to drop it in your lap. You make it happen. Seize the day. Carpe diem. Gwen, baby, honey, I am coming home.